episode two. Here we are, episode two, season four. <laughs> season four. Back. Welcome back, y'all. Hope you guys enjoying it and living, loving life. Um, man, tell us what you guys thought about uh, episode one with the video, how, how we did, how your boys did. E-Man, sorry we didn't get into your conversation, bro. We'll always get you back on, man. <laughs> I think, uh, who was it? Albert, he's like, bro, y'all didn't even get into it. <laughs> E-Man season, but... Man, it was just more. It was more like a catching up thing. Yeah, it had been a while. Yeah, it's been a minute. Well, it was a minute. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was a couple months, yeah. two months. So then, just catching up. We always catch up on the on the regular, but on the pod, we just want to let you guys know what's happening, what was happening with our lives and everything, man. But um, how's your week, dude? It's been good. We just had um our Thanksgiving dinner mm-hmm. with the both barbershops. Yeah, so it's legit, man. It was legit because, um, you know, I got to speak a little bit, but um, one of the things I shared with them is, like, that it's different now that it's two shops mm-hmm. because we were once just nine barbers, and now we're 19. Strong. You know, so it's 19 barbers, and um, it's just a blessing, man, because... I, yesterday, like it was, it was like really, really. I got to soak it in because it was, it wasn't awful. Like all nineteen of us weren't there, you know, just the ones that could. But mm-hmm. it was like roughly like about thirty five, thirty eight of us plus that, kids, bro. you know. All the like the whole yeah, so family. Yeah, so I mean, roughly it was probably like with everybody going when I was like forty two. Yeah, yeah, because everybody I was like, I told all of them, hey, bring your significant others, bring your kids. Like we're all here, like it's all one big family, you know. Kids running around, you know, and. They're all meeting each other. They're all playing with each other. You know, yeah. everybody's just socializing, and you know that's one of the biggest things that I'm. I'm like, man, like <clears throat> I told the guys, I was like, I told everybody, there, I was like, man, I'm I'm thankful for each and every one of y'all because, you know, like the shop wouldn't be the shop without y'all. Exactly. You know, and like they're the ones that hold it down. They're yeah. the ones that would keep like the, the the boat going. You know. Yeah. And y'all create y'all create an atmosphere too, for your clients. Even a barbershop, like barbers in 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 a, in its whole, like y'all communicate and y'all conversate with or converse with your clients, and y'all create this bond. Yeah, but it starts really in that core. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, we we try to. I try to be more intentional where it's like we try to be open up. I mean, I try to be open with with, yeah. with the barbers. Like, hey, I'm going through this or. You know, just c- so we could build like the the trust relationship. That's good. You know, that's good. Not a lot. Not a lot of times. Like, um, you consider you s- yourself the boss. Yeah. 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 yeah I gotta so, lay down the law sometimes. Gotta <laughs> lay down the law to be the boss. Oh yeah. Sometimes I feel like bosses really aren't intentional in creating a atmosphere with their um their team. Mm-hmm. I really don't like the word employees no. because like you said, in order for the boat to keep running or the business to stay afloat or the doors to stay open, you have to be as like a, literally a team rather than just an individual aspect of the company. Yeah. And then also too, like just being like the boss, you got to lead by example. Yeah. You just can't expect your employees to do something that you're not doing yourself or something that you're not modeling yourself. Yeah. Like you gotta, you gotta do the work that you want them to see. You gotta do it yourself too. You gotta lead by example. Dude, that's good, bro. 
That's good. Well, how's your week been? <laughs> I'm going to take a sip of this cranberry juice. I'll tell you in a minute. <laughs> going to be a good one. <laughs> so your boy got the gout. <laughs> Go straight into it. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I feel old saying that. Because like, typically older people, and it's always in them. The men that get gout, yeah, it's always they're always older. Like, so what's more, like, can like what's what's gout? Like, what's like the, like the what can you describe gout as? So gout is where the kidney doesn't um, filter out the purines properly out of foods. Um, so if it's not filtered properly, it turns into a uric acid. Then the uric acid travels to a certain spot in your body, your big toe. Mm. Or your your joint and your foot because the way the doctor said it's the furthest away from the heart. Yeah. Like it's colder. And it settles in there and it creates these crystals. The uric acid creates these crystals and it just one day just causes stiffness and pain, bro. Yeah. And I think the the cold weather like just flared it up. Mm. So I never had an issue before. Like didn't know I had gout. Yeah. But yeah, I was being fat. <laughs> I still remember when you called me. Yeah, bro. Dude, I was being fat, man. And um, <laughs> Ash, wanted, we wanted burgers on Sunday after church, and we made burgers here at the house. And I ate one burger. Said, yeah, I'm about to be good. And then like two hours later, I said, I want another burger. And I walked into that kitchen, bro. And in my mind, something told me, don't do it. But I didn't listen. I just, I slapped them two patties. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I slapped them two patties on that bun. Made myself a nice little sandwich burger. Mm. Sat myself on that couch. Ate it. <laughs> I woke up at one o'clock, bro. It felt like something was sawing my toe. <laughs> didn't know what it was. I thought I jammed my foot on the couch or like I have arthritis in my toe or something. And then was your boy gout? It was that boy gout. <laughs> that boy gout got me, man. So <laughs> I had to switch up my our entire diet or our eating habits, my eating habits. Um, and then uh, drinking good old cranberry juice, hundred percent, no sugars added. One hundred. This is straight from the from the waters of Florida. <laughs> pressed, just pressed. <laughs> Somebody's feet was. <laughs> you ever wonder that though, like with like wine, with even wine. with wine, someone's no, they're not really smashing with their feet, but it used to be like that. That's gross. So like, if you're in Italy, if you're in Italy, and they're like, "Oh, try this 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 juice that's gonna turn into wine," would you do it? Yeah, why not? Yeah, you only live once, right? Yeah. Yeah, just like, like gout. You only live question, once. What's up, gout? But the question is like, like the people that used to like press it with their feet, like did they cut their toenails? Was it clean? Was it clean? Did they have like, like did they grate off the little cheese off of the leg, like off of the foot, you know, like. Because <laughs> then like all that is just going in the wine. But what, I mean, I'm pretty sure it will die once it gets fermented, right? Or is is the fermentation part of like the bacteria <laughs> on the beat? 
<laughs> you drink it. It's a little. Uh, it's all flaky inside. <laughs> I can't, dude. I can't. I Instead can't. of the gold flakes, you just see the little cheese flakes. <laughs> the foot cheese flake. No, nah, man, I can't do that, bro. I, my my brother was telling me about natural wines. He said it's better than the wines that. Yeah, regular wine. I always saw him drinking it, but he's he's told me to try it before, but it's never gotten the chance to. I know places. I know places to get it, but um, yeah, man, that's pr- pretty much the week. I've been trying to figure out this whole new season of having this issue with my foot, man. Get there, bro. You just gotta adjust. Like, <laughs> even like I told you earlier, if I'm eating throughout the day, and I'm eating properly. But if I have a flare-up, and I'm, like, I don't know which what it is, mm-hmm. maybe I should keep a diary, huh? Probably. For the next, like, month. Yeah, and then try to eat the same stuff, more or less. But even, yeah, true. Figure out what causes it. And But I do like steaks, bro. I smashed a nasty one the other day. A ribeye. Are you a medium rare? Can you do like a, a slightly rare? Yeah. Yeah. The other day I um I bought my groceries, you know, and I got them delivered early in the morning and delivered some ribeyes, you know, and it was early, like eight eight AM. So I'm gonna eat one today. So I put um no, I, I ate it later that day. Not right now. Not not in the morning. This guy <laughs> No, so I got one, right? Bro, I <laughs> And I marinated with some Uncle Chris's mm-hmm. light soy sauce, just like like just a splash. Yeah, put in a Ziploc. Left it there all day. Didn't get home till like eight thirty. Turned on the grill in the apartment. Went up. Fire, bro! A nice little marinade, huh? That's a nice little marinade, dude. I just got me a a smokeless grill for Father's Day. So you just plop it on the little countertop, plug it in, about 400, cook yourself a nice little steak. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I'll show it to you. Yeah, I'm going to have to get one myself. Yeah. So that way you're not in the uh, in the, in the, the, the yard during the wintertime. <laughs> well, we have like a, my parents, we have like a little gazebo. Oh. And then it has like two grills. But would you still want to be out there in the cold? Yeah. A little vibe. They're chilling because it has like like little sofas and stuff. So I'd just be chilling. Maybe like a little coffee. In in the evening? What do you mean? You drink coffee in the evening? Bro, I drink coffee all day. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. I, I and I and that's that I like I scaled back because man, I would drink a lot of coffee. Now I probably have like, like four cups a day. Black? Yeah, black. You need you need to get yourself a stronger coffee. Yeah. Not stronger. Do you make coffee at home? No. No. I would say start making it at home. A to. nice light or medium roast. The light one. Yeah, they're stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
when I first started drinking coffee and making coffee on my own, I used to think the the, the dark darker. roast. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's just burnt. Nope. It's like decaffeinated. Yep. Literally. It's like water. Yeah. yeah get that light roast. That's why. Hmm. That's why. Excuse me. Get it out. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. Yeah, man. But I think that's pretty much the the week and trying to figure out um, navigation, foods, and uh, the business is is coming to uh, a nice nice peak right now because it's it's holiday season. Mm-hmm. Same for us. Hmm? It's picking up for us yeah. too. Yeah, it's like we got Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. Take a break in January, and then we got Valentine's in February. So when it when it when it's busy season for you guys is like all week or, uh, usually the weekends are like we got slam Friday Saturday. Yeah, we got slam. Usually like every every thirty forty five minutes. Every forty minutes. Every forty forty five. Yeah. Man, I saw a video. I think I what I think cool put it up. And it was of uh, like him cutting some hair. But I saw you in the background. In my mind, I'm like, man, there must be a, a different way for, for barbers to, your backs not to be mm-hmm. crazy tired. Nah, it, it just comes with, over time. Yeah. And, like, you just got to know how to adjust your posture because a lot of people, or not, I mean, I wouldn't say a lot of people, but, like, when you're fresh in the game, you try to hunch over and accommodate to, like, the client. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's certain stuff like, hey, the chair pumps up. Like, pump it up. Get it to where it's, like, your eye level. Oh, you're not slouching down. Like, yeah. There's times where I catch myself slouching, and I'm, like, I got to, like, reposition myself. Like, all right, cool. Like, all right, this is, like, a straight back. All right, cool. You know, because yeah. I want longevity. You know, I don't want to, like, Years down the road and be like, man, my freak. I mean, of course, my back's messed up from my car accident yeah. and stuff like that. But, I mean, it could get worse. Have you seen those things that you put on for your yeah. back and it's like, and it just keeps it straight? <laughs> <laughs> back straight, fool. <laughs> Keep your back straight. Hey, so before we, we started recording, you said you had a question, but you're like, I'm going to wait to ask you, so. I oh, know. I don't know. You I still need haven't <laughs> even asked me the question. I know, I want to know. Does something happen at work? And I want to know what's the most embarrassing thing that's happened to you, bro. Wait, something work happened to you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the question was, what was the what? What's the most embarrassing thing that that's happened to you, man? If my sisters are watching, they already know. But they already know where I'm going with this. <clears throat> We're younger, right? You know, and. Had the MTV going on in the morning. It was, yeah. it was, I was younger. I was probably like third grade. And um, we're getting ready for school. My sisters are in the, in the living room and they're doing their hair or whatever. And yeah, I, was, I mean, I get ready quick. So <clears throat> they're there. And I, I still remember the shoes, too. I, I was about to slip on my fat farms. <laughs> I was about to slip on the fat farms, right? And because I put one in. Cool. And then when I put the other one in, like legit, I just feel something just like crawl up my leg. 
like up my leg, but going towards like my butt. Bro, tell me why I was a roach. That's no, Bro, that's, I had to, I had to flash my sisters like pull my pants down. And I think one of them no. just went why and flicked it. That's no, bro. <laughs> bro. That's, that's a fear of mine. It was ugly. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was bad. Dude, I can't do it, bro. I can't do roaches. That's one thing. Cuz he had a flash <laughs> Bro, I had to flash my sisters. I always I always check my shoes. If in the now garage. I do. Yeah. Not- <laughs> <laughs> Shake it off. <laughs> Dude, what what happened to you or what? <laughs> so, with the whole medication, right? I guess it like it messes with your di- digestive systems or whatever. Mm. So it was like <laughs> I want to say eight o'clock in the morning, bro, mm. and um, it's our main group at work that we're all talking and just chopping it up. And I was telling a story, and I I guess I leaned down to. To fix my pants, like halfway, dude, halfway down the, like, I said, oh, <gasps> hey, I couldn't say anything because it was quiet. Ah, oh, no, it, dude, it was quiet in the office in, the, in that morning, like during the morning. So they all looked at me and they just cracked up, and all I could do was just laugh. Just, just at that point, you just gotta take it. Just gotta take it, dude. It was like. Maybe it's because I had some eggs the night the day before. <laughs> Maybe it was a medication, but yeah, that's the that was like <laughs> that was like a fear of mine before, like just farting in, in, at like in a public place while t- talking. Straight up, I hold it in, bro. Like even if my stomach hurts, dude. I I it you it, tried. It, no, I didn't know. I didn't think it was gonna. I was gonna fart. <laughs> I didn't have the little bubble guts. I didn't have the little inkling of like, it just, I leaned over. Slipped out. It just slipped out. <laughs> just <laughs> slipped out. I said, wow, we're going to do that today. Okay. Hey, All it right. might happen again. Nah. I'm about to lay on my on my back. And like bring my knees up to my chest before I go to work to get it all out. Like a little, like the babies. Like the babies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's that's probably like the most embarrassing up to date for me, man. But uh, we had we had talked earlier this week trying to figure out what we wanted to really chop it up about and share with with our with our peoples, man. And I know. A, a big life event has happened in your life. Yeah. And um, I want to go into that as far as, like, what happened and how you're dealing with it. I, I don't want to really go, in, go into just, yeah, I want you to speak on it before I, I speak on it. Because it's, it's your story. Mm-hmm. It's, your, it's what's happened to you. Yeah. And then how we're going to deal with it as far as grief going, you know? Yeah. Um, it was... What about like two weeks? Two weeks ago, yeah, it was a two weeks ago. Uh, my grandpa that turned ninety years old, not too long ago, uh, he passed away. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, and uh, something I I just been taking day by day, you know, and I wasn't it wasn't really I'm and it's just a blessing because I've never had the thought of like why God or 
you know, not not anything like that, man. Um, I knew, I knew, like the time was gonna come, mm-hmm. you know, and I had already been preparing myself for a while. Um, yeah, man, my my grandpa turned ninety, and just, I don't know, it just started declining, 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 little by little, and eventually got um to the point where we had to do hospice at home, and man. Like, straight up, shout out to my aunts, shout out to my mom. They're the ones that were taking care of them. Like, they're the real MVPs. Um, Everything, bro, from bathing, feeding, everything. And, yeah, man, like, we just have, just went down little by little, health, yeah. and passed away. Were you close with your grandpa? Yeah. Yeah, I was super, super close. <coughs> like, my grandpa lived with us like my whole childhood. Yeah. My grandpa was it was me and my grandpa were so close to where I remember being so young, like we had bunk beds and it was we would share the same room. So you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I slept on the top, he slept on the bottom. And like we were really like roommates. Yeah. When we were young. But um one of the things that like Cause you know we're like my family was there and <clears throat> we're just like talking about my like my grandpa's faith because my my grandpa was like a big man of God and stuff and one of my cousins was like man I don't I don't ever remember him or I don't remember him seeing him like actually like going to church or anything else. and we're like nah nah like my grandpa was like a man of faith because I remember early in the morning when I would wake up because he'd wake up before me he's already reading his Bible yeah. Reading, boom, boom. And then, yeah, before going to bed, we shut off the lights, and I'm going to bed, but he would have, like, a small lamp, like, just on, and he'd be reading his Bible. You know, and he he read it, I think, a total of, like, three or four times. Because ha- we put his Bible up during, like, um, his ceremony, and right there, it's, it shows us, like, what day he got the Bible? Because he was he wrote down a lot of stuff in that Bible, so he wrote down the day he got it, the day he wrote he read the the whole Bible. Like he wrote down when he started it. He wrote down when he finished it, and then when he started it again, when he finished it, when he started it, when he finished it. So he pretty much it's like I really really want to dive into like his Bible because yeah. he documented so much stuff, and. One of the things that, like, we were flipping through it, and um, it's just beautiful, bro, because my, he would write notes, and one of the notes was, um, he wrote in Spanish, but he's like, bless, he said, bless my family, and bless the, what did he say? It was like, bless my family, and pretty much, like, bless the, the Patoni tribe. Which mm-hmm. is like Patoni is like his last name, but um, it's pretty much like you know bless everybody. Yeah. And he wrote that down, and like we we're just like man, like he was just highlighting, you know, speaking, not speaking, but like man, not manifesting. I wouldn't say speaking or manifesting, but he was, um, you know, like developing stuff. Yeah. That we could look at now, and we're like man, like he was there. Praying over us and stuff yeah. like that, you know? He was already covering the family. Yeah, man. So, 
when you said that he did it three times, right? Does it does it, how far in between was it that he he finished Man, and he started honestly, again? I don't even remember, bro. I don't remember like actually like like yeah. the actual dates and stuff. But yeah. That's right, three, three, four times. That's good, man. I know, like, just turned 90. So you lived a good life, man. Oh, yeah. And um, was it just, like, just age? So check this out. Like, let me tell you, like, a little backstory on my grandpa. And this is, like, we'll get, like, in there, in there. So my grandpa, my grandpa's dad was like an alcoholic you know and my my grandpa's mom like long story short like that wasn't like too good of a relationship so they pretty much dropped them off with the grandparents mm-hmm. but my grandpa's grandparents like bro dirt like dirt poor like dirt dirt poor um and it was pretty much like survival. You know, um, my grandpa's grandma was part of like a like an Indian tribe called the Taromaras in Coahuila. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so he grew up like around that. And it was just poor, you know, and a lot of the stuff that we would see growing up, like he would eat a lot of the bananas, like and they would get like black and stuff. Bro, he'll still eat them. And I remember my mom one time asked him, like, why do you eat those? And he was like, when we were young, we would have to pick in the trash. And when we would find the black bananas, like, they were good to us. So we would just eat them. You know, so backtrack to, like, my grandpa's childhood, since he grew up in, like, the, I guess you could say, like, a ranch and stuff. Mm-hmm. Or, like, how, do you, how would you say, like, a like a farmland and stuff? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, ranch. Like he, like a ranch. Yeah. So there, there came a time where, you know, like all good kids, they go, I guess, to like the forest, and they found a, a wild donkey. Right. So my grandpa decided, I'm, a, I'm gonna ride this. <laughs> Long story short, he ends up getting hit by it on his hip. Mm-hmm. Like so bad that it would like crippled him at a young age you know and you think about it they were like so dirt poor like how are they gonna go to a, like, yeah. a doctor you know so for the longest time um he just didn't walk like didn't walk at all like he had to drag himself on the floor until one day his grandpa i guess kind of made him like a bike and he pretty much learned how to like pick himself up he learned how to walk, and from there, just step by step, just kept going, kept going, you know. And he never like let his disability like stop him. Yeah, you know. And eventually, learned how to walk, and eventually, because um, one of the one leg that did get hit, it ended up like healing shorter than his other one. So all his shoes had to be custom. You know, they had to get like a bigger sole so it matches. Like, evens out. What? Yeah. So, my grandpa lived like that since, I mean, since I was born, you know, or before. So, um, you know, eventually he ended up getting, like, his hip checked out, and he had, like, an infection in there, and then he ended up getting a surgery, and, I mean, it got better, and, I mean, he lived a good life, man. Like, 
My grandpa never let anything stop him, bro. Like, never let anything, bro. Like, I remember being, I'm not even going to lie, bro. Five years ago, we are probably, he was still working on cars, bro. What? I swear, getting underneath, like, what are we doing? Boom, boom, okay, we're going to do this. You know, like, it's never stopped him, bro. He's just loved to work. He just loved to work. You know, even in his last days, um, he reached a point where he started, I guess, yeah, you could say, like, he started to see stuff, you know, because, I mean, it's just his last days, and my mom had to stay with him in the room, and he'd wake her up, and he'd be like, hey, hey, um, did I turn in that truck? And my mom's like, no, no, like, no, like, you haven't yet, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. kind of, like, hallucinating, but... It's because he couldn't get up anymore. Like, he yeah. couldn't work. So he was fighting. His his mind was fighting his body. You know? Because it was such in a routine? Not not that it was such in a routine, but he's just, like, so used to working and working and just being, like, real active. Yeah. You know? And it was... I, I, I could tell it was hard for him even, like, the last couple of days that we spent with him because, like, he just wanted to get up. So when... When you were growing up with your grandpa, um, did you, like, work on cars with him? Yeah. My grandpa was, like, a, to me, my grandpa was a big part of my life, bro. Like, big time. Yeah. I was always with him. Yeah. All the time. So, there's, there's, I remember being, I, I still remember to this day, like, the exact same day, everything. Dude, I was probably, like, four or five. My grandpa li- would always come back and forth from Mexico. <coughs> And I remember uh, he left one day, and, dude, I was pissed. Because, like, dude, I was always with my grandpa. And they were like, no, like, he's, he already left to Mexico. Like, he's, he's going to come back, but we don't know when. But, yeah. you know, dude, I had this little Elmo backpack, right? Tell me why, like, I don't know exactly what I packed, but I packed a bag. And I was already, I was already like running away, like because I was supposedly supposedly gonna go to Mexico at like four or five years old. Damn! And then they're like, "Hurry up, come back!" <laughs> Two hours down, but I was, no, I was like in the corner, like <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But that's just a relationship yeah. I had with my grandpa, you know. That's good. Yeah, man. That's good, man. Like, I um, I'm listening to your story, and I'm also like reminiscing of. My grandpa, yeah, because uh, he passed two thousand nine, so it's gonna be fifteen years in December. Damn. Or yeah, be fifteen years that he's that he's now gone, and uh, since I was first born, they always say like, "Oh, your grandpa's favorite," mm-hmm. but I was just always stuck with him. Yeah. You know? Man, I remember like <clears throat> he would always take me to the. Uh, I think this is why I like candy so much. And it's <laughs> always Starburst because he would take me to the store with him, and uh, he always give me candy. Like mm-hmm. it was always Starburst, always Starburst that he gave me. And there was these little candies that that came in looks like a little pillbox. Yeah, it's like a hard candy that he always like. That was his little thing to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. All I know is that my grandpa, he everyone loved him, man. He was a man of music. 
And uh, I think that's why our family's so musically inclined. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> grief, it, it goes in waves. It's like I was telling you, bro. I was like, I've had a lot of people die. Like, I've had friends die, close friends. Like, people that are, like, very, like, not necessarily, like, as close as me and you, but, like, I would see them, like, one day, and then the next day they're dead. Yeah. You know, and I've had to be there, like, open casket, seeing everything. You know, even one of my clients. Yeah. I, I thought... That one was hard. So I had this client, and I cut it, his hair. I've been, I had been cutting his hair for four years every Monday at 12, 12 noon. Like, let me see. Just so you know. Slot's still there? His slot's still there. Nobody's nobody's taken his, his slot in two years. Um, Are you going to keep it like that? Yeah, it's, it's like that. That's his? Yeah, that's his. Um. It's been like that. I would cut his hair every every Monday at twelve, and I remember um, I hadn't seen him for like two three weeks, and I was like, man, I wonder what's going on. Usually, like if he wasn't gonna be there on a Monday, he would text me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he loved to go fishing, so he'd be like, "Hey, switch me over to Wednesday." He'd always switch it to Wednesday. He'd be like, "Switch me over to Wednesday." All right, bet. So I just switch it. He would go fishing. He would go fishing Monday, Tuesday, Monday, come back Tuesday, and then get his haircut Wednesday morning. And I didn't hear from him for weeks. And I remember one Sunday after church, like literally just got off stage. It was a good Sunday, and his wife just texted me. She's like, "Hey, um, this is this is so and so's wife. I just want to let you know that uh, he passed away." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yo, like." what the heck like it's just it's just crazy because you go from seeing somebody like consistent and Mm -hmm. you know you have you have conversation and just the conversations he would have like he was a very big person in the community because he was a cop and you know some of the stories that he would tell me like man i just want these kids out of the streets like he's like "I, i got tired he's like i'm getting tired i remember one story in particular he's like getting tired of this one kid just always getting caught up on stealing and he's young like he, I think he was only like 12 13 but they would always call him yeah and i remember him telling me he tells the kid he's like what do i got to do to keep you off these streets mm-hmm. and he's like what well, what can i do and he's and he was like give me an xbox told him like that he's like all right i'm going to get you an xbox but you better get off these streets yeah sure enough bought him the xbox down you know it's just it's just when you meet people like that is that make impact mm-hmm. it's hard to like see them go you know yeah but i mean god's timing is always on point yeah. so I remember getting that text message and um dude i that at that right like right right then and there i just started crying bro because it's i was just in disbelief and yeah, so usually when, like, funerals and stuff, it takes, like, like weeks, like, maybe two weeks, three weeks. Dude, it was fast. So I was, so she told me Sunday, hey, he passed away, like, um, we'd like for you to cut his hair. You know, he would only go with you. So I was like, all right, cool. So in my head, I was like, all right, cool. It's going to be, like, within, like, two weeks or so. But Sunday, 
by Tuesday, the mortuary, mm-hmm. already in contact with me. Hey, um, if you're able, if you're able to do the cut by like Friday, because his ceremony Saturday, like it was quick because he was a cop, so it was like like first for like first in line. And I was like, yo, like, <laughs> that's quick. So I remember just like getting mentally prepared and, you know, um, just walking in like, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this with honor, you know, because um, it was just an honor because they could have picked anybody else to cut his hair. You know, anybody else yeah. could have done it. Yeah. But they picked me. So I was like, I got to do it. And I didn't charge them. Like, why would I charge them, you know? Um go in there and they got like so I'm gonna describe it how it was right so I pack my stuff I go like I get there and there's a room and there's a cop in, in like the the door entry yeah and I check in with him and then check in with the lady that's in charge of it they let me in and it's just there like a bed and he's just laying there like dead body cold like they just put him out the fridge type of cold and it's just different because you're so used to talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. And how is it when you try to talk to somebody and they don't reply? Yeah. You know, so, and the, just the corpse is there. His skin didn't feel the same. The hair was just dead. Like, and, you know, you just don't get a response. And I... For the last cut, I treated it like if it was, like, a regular day. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. I mean, I had a conversation. Did I get a reply? No, but it felt good to, you know, just do yeah. it. I did the haircut and everything. And um, and I did the haircut with ease, like, and I guess I surprised uh, the lady at the market. She's like, she's like, dang, she's like, you're doing really good. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I, was like, I knew him for a while. And, um... Yeah, I'd do the haircut, and it didn't hit me. Everything didn't hit me until I left. So <laughs> as soon as I left, like, it hits me, and I'm like, yo, like, what did I just do? Yeah. You know, and I, I felt, and I had it, like, once I was done, I went to the restroom, I washed my hands, and even though I washed my hands, like, maybe, like, three times before I left, I still felt, I felt like I was dirty, like, and even to the point where the clothes, the shirt I was wearing, I had to just take it off, throw it away, because I, I just felt dirty. Like, you know, so I threw it away, and um, my mom knew what I, what I was going to do. So I went to go eat breakfast with her, and she was like, are you okay? And I'm like, I was like, Mom, I feel dirty. Like, I just feel like my hands, like, there's just something on my hands, like, and I just can't get it off. You know, <laughs> and I went to the restroom and, and I washed my hands and I'm trying to eat my breakfast and I bite and I and I can't eat my food. I just feel dirty, you know, and it's just a feeling. And I was like, yeah, I can't finish my food. So I didn't eat and I get to work and they're like, you good? And I was like, yeah. And I didn't talk for like maybe three hours at work because it just started spinning processing yeah you know and it took me a while man it took me months to be able to like accept it like he's no longer here Mm -hmm. you know but he served his purpose and you know god's timing is always right yeah
Yeah. It's, it's tough, man. It's it's it is tough, and it's it's a different aspect because especially like um, when you have like an open casket, and then um, I'm referring this to like two instances. So my grandfather who passed mm-hmm. in t- 2009, and then my godmother who passed in 2013. Yeah, two different. Emotions, but and it was like two different waves. Mm-hmm. Two different waves. I love my grandpa, love him. It was different because, like, he came in July, August of 2009. So, my parents, um. Bow renewals, mm-hmm. right? So, Grandpa was diabetic. He's in a wheelchair. Both of his, no, one leg. He only had it to his knee. Yeah, it's like I guess yeah, right below his knee. Yeah, but, bro, right before they left, I remember I told you my grandpa was a music man. Mm-hmm. Everyone's cooking in the kitchen. And uh, I remember this very, like, just pure. I see him sitting by the counter, and he's tapping his finger on the counter. Mm. And he's just listening, and I can see his, like, his leg mm-hmm. just tapping. But he's listening to the music, and he's looking at everybody because it's the first time in a long time that all of his children were in the one in one house yeah, together. And I saw him at peace. And then when he went back home, a couple months later, he passes mm. in in bed with my grandma. My grandma was like, his name's Jesus, but they call him Sue, right? Yeah. So she's uh, in bed with him, and he, she hears like this, this like deep exhale. And then he like passes gas. And then she was like, Sue. And she like turns, and he's no longer there. Yeah. But um, when I got the call, bro, I literally broke down. Like, I was at work. I went down to my knees. I was like, no, not, not my grandpa, you know? Mm-hmm. But when I went, I was, in, I was at peace because I knew, like, he's okay now. Yeah. But when my godmother passed away, bro, that, that still kicks me to this day. It's 2013. There's a specific song that I hear, like, whenever it plays, I'll always, like, I'll be in the car, I'm like, hi, Nina. Like, she's there. Yeah. You know? But, <clears throat> with y'all's grief, I know, like, you're close. Was your sister close with your grandpa? Yeah. Both of my sisters were close. You know, and um, hit my sister hard. Hit, hit my male sister pretty hard. Just because there was incidents... There's times where, you know, um, my grandpa was speaking to my sister. Like, she would get mad and be like, hey, uh, don't get mad. Don't let that bother you. Mm-hmm. You know, and she would really take that in, you know. But there was just stuff um, that he would do for us that really 
you know, it meant it meant a lot to us. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I think for me, this grieving my grandpa, it's harder than losing my client, but it's like the way I'm healing it is easier than the way I did with my client because when my client passed, I kind of, I, I guess I could say, like, I bottled everything in. Mm. And I didn't really speak about it. You know, I I didn't really share emotions or, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm okay. You know, but I would have episodes like, like, damn, dude, like, man, this is tough. Like, or, like, stuff would replay, like, as far as, like, me cutting his hair and stuff. But this go around is just different for me because... I'm more vocal about it. I'm yeah. more like, hey, straight up, I'm I'm all right. You know, I'm just taking it day by day. You know, or uh, even like one of the one of my brothers from church, he's like, how you doing? I'm like, straight up, man, I'm I'm doing all right. Like, I'm just hanging in, bro. You know, and it, it's it's like I'm more vocal about it this go around than the last one, which is making it easier. Um, and at the same time, like. Like the support I had this time was crazy, like like loving and stuff, you know, you reached out, you know, other people from the church reached out, they're praying, like I got prayed over, you know. Um like I got to literally hug it out, cry. Um, you know, and just all that is I mean, it's part of healing, you know. Yeah. I'm still healing to this day. Yeah. Like it's it's not it's not something that's gonna happen overnight. It's a process, bro. It's literally a process. Like I'm still, I'm still. Even though my client passed away, what twenty, twenty twenty one? No, twenty twenty. Either twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. Three four years later, and I'm still like healing from it. Yeah, you know, and it's something that's. Yeah, it's gonna find its own peace at its at its time. Do you think? With your clients passing, do you think it's uh like there's a memory that you just because you have a slot that's there. Mm-hmm. So like Mondays, I gave you that slot one time. What? Yeah, that slot's only for like people that like exclusive. Really. Yeah. I've given you that slot before. That's crazy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm and all reason why I say it's crazy is because I know typically we we cut in the morning. Mm-hmm. But it was at the old shop. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was at the old shop. Okay. I think I remember like that time time frame. Honored. <laughs> Received. Uh, sometimes I feel like there's there's certain instances where we we want to keep their memory alive by like um honoring them. Yeah. You know? Like you honor your client by that slot. I honor my grandpa by carrying his coin around. Mm-hmm. My grandmother, 
Um, there's certain songs. There's there's memories that I there's significant memories that I have of her. Yeah, like a hug, bro. Her hugs, <laughs> her hugs were crazy. Um, I have a a voicemail. Ooh. Yeah. Have a voicemail of her. Um but um I feel like my grandma's coming soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um and me and my me and my sisters, we've talked about it. Yeah. Yeah, we've talked about it. And we're preparing ourselves because um she's a little older, man. Yeah. She's she's even said like she's she's tired. No, oh, it's respectable. Yeah, for sure. Um Yeah, dude. I think honoring them is is keeping them or remembering them as keep as as them still being here is honoring them. Yeah. I remember even like when I did my grandpa's service, um my grandpa like impacted so many people's lives. My grandpa would even do like he was a he was a mechanic. He would do like electrical work on cars. So, um, you know, my aunt goes up to speak, and she's like, "Man, I remember." She's like, "I remember my dad like doing work on cars, you know." And there's times where people couldn't pay him. Mm. He's like, "There's times where people couldn't pay him," and he would just be like, "Nah, don't worry about it." But yet, people would come and just bring us boxes of food, or you know, pay them in in whatever they could. He's like. And we never, not that they never went without, like, eating and stuff, but, you know, it's, it's just those memories that they remember, you know. And my grandpa was, like, big on cars. Like, he knew how to fix it, like, electrical work. Like, he was a beast at it, man. Yeah. I remember being young, and we were, um, he's like, hey, tomorrow wake up early because we're going to go work on this hot rod. Yeah, so he, they hired him to do, like, the whole electrical, like, soldering um, soldering, um, cutting wires and all that, and he'd be like, "All right," he's like, "Pull this, pull this, uh, pull this wire. Keep going, keep going. All right, cool. We're gonna run it through here. We're gonna run it through that. All right, you you, you got to cut it like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you got to cut it like <clears throat> this. If I would solder it wrong, he snip it. Hey, do it again. Yeah, you know st- stuff like that, and all those like those are just good memories, you know that I that I have. That he, that he gave me, and um, you know he passes, and it's it. I'm, he passed on a Monday, and you know it was like fairly fresh. Tuesday goes by, and like I didn't go to work till midday, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm just like, I literally thought to myself, I was like, I could either. Be depressed mm-hmm. and just sit here. This is just me, like, talking to myself. I was like, or you can get your ass up and be productive. And, like, pretty much, like, I know my grandpa wouldn't want to see me depressed. Yeah. I, I know yeah. he wouldn't want to see me just sit there and, like, my emotions and stuff. So I got up and, you know, that's one That's one thing that I have been... um one of the guys from church, um, you know, he asked me for prayer. Hey, can you pray for me over this? And he's like, what well, can I pray over you? 
And I was like, honestly, man, I was like, I, I was like, energy. I was yeah. like, I need energy. I was like, I need energy to get up. I need energy to be productive. You know, because I, I just don't like sitting in, in my emotions. Because when you sit there, it's like, it kind of just eats you. Not that it eats you alive, but you, you just sit there, you know, and you, you don't start being productive and stuff. So it's, it's like an endless loop of like thoughts. Exactly. And you're just there sitting, sitting. So, you know, I, I try to be as productive as I can. You know, even if I got to go to work early and just clean, just get my mind right or, you know, stuff like that. Um, I remember he passed away on a Monday. Next day, I, I took it how it was, you know, um, did my homework for like the like the freedom group, you know, and I was talking about like getting in, into the word. Yeah. And, you know, and I took it and it didn't really, like, yes, like, I, I leaned into it, but it wasn't really, like, fully processing, you know. And <laughs> even though it wasn't fully processing, like, I still, like, went in and did, like, the homework the best that I could yeah. despite, like, the emotions. So despite your emotions and, you know, everything that, that was that was happening within that time, you still did your homework for, for Freedom Group. And then going into Freedom Group, like, where was your mindset and your spirit at? Um, you know, I, uh, I did the homework, and, like, that Wednesday, I was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know what, what to expect, but I know there's something for me, like, in the group. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was going to be. Um, and we started talking about the word and getting into the word. And, you know, I'm I'm there, I'm listening, but I'm not, like, fully there. You know, like, fully, like, just being honest, you know. And um, we started talking about, like, getting into the word and reading it and, you know, actually, like, breaking down the word and whatever. Not whatever, but, you know, just breaking down the word. And I feel like Holy Spirit just, like, tells me, hey, uh, I, I need you to read Joshua. And I was like, all right. So <laughs> the next day goes, and um, I wake up early, and, I, I, like, I've, I've read it before, but I've never really, like, dissected it. And first things first, like the first, like the first uh, chapter, verse one is like Moses has officially died. You know, and my grandpa literally just passed like two days ago. Yeah. Before I, I read that, and it's like Moses has officially died, and you know, um, God's calling Joshua like to rise up and be a leader. You know, and tells him pretty much like, "Don't fear, like I'm with you." Yeah. And once I read that, bro, I, I, I broke down. I broke down because it's like, I feel like in this season that I'm at, this 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 time frame in my life, like, I feel like I'm being raised up to be a leader, you know? And, you know, you go in depth, you go more into the chapter, and it talks about how they're required to carry the Ark of the Covenant across the Jordan River. And when you compare it to... Moses, 
he picked up his, his uh, what is it, like a shaft? Yeah, the staff. Or staff, his shaft. Yeah. <laughs> when he picks up the staff, he pretty much, um, he splits the Red Sea. Yeah. You know, but when you look at Joshua, he was forced to step into it, you know, and like, I remember one time hearing a preaching about this, but it's like the difference between Moses and Joshua is like, Moses just picked up his staff and he, he parted the Red Sea, but as far as Joshua, Joshua had to step into the water and get his feet wet in order to split the split the Jordan River, you know, and um, you know, they split the Jordan River and comes apart in the chapter two where it's um, where it tells them get twelve men and have each one get a rock and put it in in the middle to pretty much like make like a almost like a remembrance. So that when their kids look back at those rocks, mm-hmm. they're pretty much seeing the rocks and saying, like, what do those rocks represent? Yeah. And it's pretty much, like, going to be, like, a remembrance of when they crossed, when when they split the, the Jordan River to get pretty much to, to get pretty much to the land of the milk and honey. You know, and I kind of reflected that, like, with my whole grandpa passing, and it's like, my grandpa left like so many memories that I could look back to. Mm-hmm. So the same way he did that is the same way that I want to do that. You know, I want to leave some rocks behind where people or my grandkids or even my nephews and nieces could look back and be like, "Hey, he was this type of person." That's good, bro. You know, so that that that's really I've been literally like dissecting it little by little, you know, and it's been good, man. Taking it day by day. Leaving that, like, he left a, a good legacy and a good memory to, like, carry on. What was your grandfather's name? Carlos. Carlos? Always, uh, he was got my grandma. I said, always say their name. <laughs> always <laughs> say their name. name was Carlos, but we would call him Tito. Tito? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Like a... Think wasn't Jesse like Jesus or Je- in Spanish or something like that? I don't even know. I couldn't like like William is Bob. <laughs> Bro, I don't even know. Can the Bob? Bob. No, or, or Richard is it's Ricardo or Dick. What? Yeah. No. Way. So William is Bob. Nah, well, that's in what, like American or? Yeah. Oh, okay. William, Bob, Richard, Dick, Jesse, Jesus. Yeah. Jesse. 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 Jesus. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, my grandma always like, say, say their names. That way it's like they continue to just to have a presence. Mm-hmm. But your grandpa seemed like he was a good man, dude. He 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 spoken to you guys. He had a he well example of a man. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, and I remember too. I mean, he was he was like a really 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 like loving person, and I think the way he left was exactly the way he would want it. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember um, one one of the days I was there. I was just 
I remember standing there for hours just holding his hand. Um, one of my aunts came in, and she was just like talking to him, even though he could hear us, but he couldn't see us. He couldn't really open up his eyes too much. And um, she's like, you know, Dad. She's like, thank you so much for everything. You know, she's like, she's like, I know you can't open up your eyes. She's like, but she's like, we're all here. She's like, all your kids are here. All your grandkids are here. All your great grandkids are here. She's like, I know you can hear them. She's like, you hear all those footsteps. She's like, those are all your great grandkids running. She's like, this is. She's like, all this that you hear is because of you. You know, and it was just, it was just something beautiful, and. One thing that I that I still remember is um, he hadn't opened his eyes in like a day, and I remember um, they were talking to him. They were talking to him, and he would open his eyes. And um, from what the nurse had told us, like he'll open it, if he opens his eyes. He's it's gonna see like almost like he's gonna see almost like if he's seen underwater, and I think they were like fixing him or something. And he opens his eyes like a little bit, like a little bit, little bit. And I remember I said to him, I was like, "Hey, um, it's Sammy. Like I'm here." And he opened his eyes, bro. Like he opened them like wide, and then we just locked eyes. And I remember telling him, "I'm like." Thank you for everything you did for us. Like, thank you for being like a man of God. Thank you for, like, impacting so many people's lives. Yeah. You know, and and he just kept his eyes open. And I'm like, we're here for you. And like, you're gonna go out in peace. You know, and then after that, he just closed his eyes, and he just fell asleep. You know, and that's just something that I hold big time because he recognized my voice. He mm-hmm. recognized. My face. That's good, bro. <laughs> you know, it's just a bunch of good stuff. It's even though it's like hard. It's to me, it's like probably this is probably like one of the most beautiful things that I've ever witnessed. Yeah. What <clears throat> you have good memories of it, man. And uh, I'm sure you're gonna keep those, and you're gonna pass it on, and. <clears throat> You pass them on to your nephew. Mm-hmm. Those skills, the skill sets that he pass on to you, you'll pass it on to. Yeah, you know, especially with the way he read his Bible, You're, you've done it. Um, I'm pretty sure he's happy that you guys have have, have found faith and. Yeah, my grandpa. Yeah. <clears throat> my grandpa was like a major impact on, like the my walk with Christ, because when I was younger. He was the one that would take me to church. He would drop me off, and he'll be like, "Call me when you're ready." Mm-hmm. He'll drop me off at church. I'd be done with church because I'd be playing. I'd be done, and he'd pick me up. You know, it was it was stuff like that that it, even it, even though it was like a small small things that he did, it just played a big impact. Damn. <laughs> I saw um man I think it was a picture that 
that your sister had posted of him. I think it was like he was sitting on a chair. Mm-hmm. Damn, he looks looks happy. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah my my grandpa was a goofball man. It's funny. I have a video of him. I think it was one of the last haircuts I gave him. They required him, and he's just like, like sticking out his tongue. I'm like this guy. It's funny, man. I think that older generation, like like you said earlier, they have that workers mentality, like that work hard mentality, but then they they love God, love to joke around. They're very humorous, mm-hmm. and then um, I think there's still like that that little strict side to them. Yeah. That little part of it, but I think they've grown, and then they they just want to pass it on to the next generation, and that's what he's done. You know? Oh yeah, or that's what he did. Yep. Like I'm trying to build up, even though my nephew is not my son. Like I try to build up like memories and stuff like that. Like if I go pick him up from school or day or when I would pick him up from daycare, we would go to Taco Bell and go get a Baja Blast. So I thought you were about to say some, like, nah, tacos. Nah. I was like, bro, you messed that man's stomach up, so, bro. So now every time I pick him up, he's like, hey, let's go get the ice drink. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, that's our thing. So core. It's like a core memory. That's our, that's our thing. We go get Baja Blast. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Um, His haircuts. Mm-hmm. You know, just chilling. Like, I'd be like, I pick him up, and I'm like, all right, where, where do you want to go eat? Yeah. Where are we going to eat? I want to eat fish. Cool. I go take him to eat a little fish. Or let's go Chick Fil A. Not fish. He's like a grown man, bro. For real? Yeah. <laughs> so eat like a little two piece fish and some fries. Smash it. That's Dang. If only my son. <laughs> if only my son. Um. Before we end it, what's one thing like that? That, like, you're always holding your heart of your grandpa. Uh, there's no limitations in life. Yeah. Physically and, or, <clears throat> I mean, it doesn't have to be physically, but there's no limitations in life. Anything you want, you can do it. You just got to do it. You got to get there and get it. That's good, man. I mean, that's something by, like, how I live. Like, like that's something that I live out every day. Yeah. Like, it's. On my work ethic, if I say, hey, I want to get this, or I'm looking to grab this, but I will bust my toe until I get there. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I know that. (laughs) (laughs) I know that, bro. All right, man. I I thank you for sharing that story. Of course, bro. Thank you so much, man. And being open and transparent with everything and, you know. You always got me, bro. Sure. Hopefully, hopefully, man, maybe something that we said would affect yeah. somebody or whatever we said could be um, helpful to somebody or can give somebody clarity, you know, because grief isn't, isn't easy. Nah. You know, grief is something that it's a process. Yeah. You got you to gotta take it day by day. You know, you can't really think one day you're going to be good and the next day you'll be fine. Like, you really got to take it day by day. So, I would say anybody that's going through it, take it day by day. Find somebody you could be open with. 
mm-hmm. share your emotions. If you're angry, if you're frustrated, you got you got to take it out. Yeah, if not, it's just gonna sit there. It's gonna come out one day. And maybe that day, like it's not the, it's not a good day. It may not be a good day. You know? Yeah, but sharing it, man. Always share it. And talk about it. Sure. Yeah, bro. All right, man. Well, that's a. Uh, the conclusion of episode two. Love and love you guys. Hope you guys are living, loving life. Hope you guys have a great week. Let's go. Um. Yeah, man. We just thank you guys for just always um, having our backs and enjoying our time. Peace. We out. <laughs>